you're watching Forget Being Cool. Can you imagine the, the Google car drove around the parking lot at Mark's Plaza and actually drove around so you can just drive, like cruise around this parking lot? Can you imagine driving that 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 Google car in that parking lot? What a waste of time. <laughs> I know. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Dave. Uh, we're back on Skype. Oh, we are back on Skype. What's the last? Opposed to that was the last show we did in person. Was there only two weeks? I don't remember. It depends on when this show gets released. I mean, you're right. I could put these in whatever order I want. The best part, Jeff. No one's gonna hear this for like two months, so it's not funny yeah. anymore. But mm-hmm. you mentioned the terrible M and M's. On beverage buddies before we try them on time to taste <laughs> that's good because of the way it airs <laughs> it's a it's a flash forward uh, they'll think i came from the future no jeff it's foreshadowing you remember our conversation about foreshadowing gosh i'm not even gonna talk about that <laughs> if you if you have a foreshadow for a past event in oh the past God. from the future is that foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> I just edited this. Stop it. Anyway, Jeff, we watched a very important movie. It's impactful, if you will. Which one? I don't know, Jeff. Which one you want to pick right now? Shoot it. Uh, stand by me. Yeah, stand by me. Jeff, this is now on that list of my favorite movies. That Really? Sit, like, if you were to put it, like, like I like movies a lot. Movies have been one of my favorite things for a really long time. You also hate movies. You like to hate movies. I like to hate movies a lot, too. I don't like the middle ground. There's no middle ground. Um, <laughs> there's a selection of movies mm-hmm. in this category, and I would rank this in this top group of my top favorite, and I'll, I'll name this category the Sandlot-like movies. Yeah, the Goonie like movies. The Goonies like movies. The, uh, I don't know. It's these, these childhood wonder movies. I guess is maybe like a better accurate. The the kind of movies where you're like living a day in a life of ridiculous kids. Yeah, but not even always so much that. Like, this sounds kind of weird, but I would slot like big into this category as well. Uh-huh. Uh, which is not exactly the same kind of, let's follow a group of weird kids around while they go do a thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Jeff? This movie reminded me a lot of The Sandlot and all those other movies you watched as a kid, right? Yes, it is. It is The Sandlot, except we're going out to go find a dead body. Hey, that's what The Sandlot should have been about. No. No, the Sandlot is about exactly what the Sandlot should be about. A lot of sand. Yeah, and a lot. Jeff, this <laughs> this movie opens with. Uh, yeah, the guy in a car. A, yeah, a guy in a car reading a newspaper about a guy got stabbed. Mm-hmm. Like something about that, the way that is done is so interesting to me that. This 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 idea of storytelling to say, here is a guy 
telling a story to us about an important moment in his life, right? Mm-hmm. And how that moment comes back to you as an adult, how you're reminded of that time. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know if you have the same kind of feeling, Jeff, like, and you and I have been friends forever. So, you know, I have moments when I hang out with you, like I, I have a picture of you and I standing on a bench in front of like Hayes elementary when we're like little kids on my refrigerator. Right. Yeah. I remember that. And I look at that picture and I go, God, when I hang out with Jeff, it's like the exact same feeling. <laughs> it's like the same. Like, it doesn't feel like you and I are twenty. Like our, I'm in my late twenties. Um, you know, I still feel I'm, like I'm a stupid, you know, little kid doing stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, where you were about to leave, and your dad goes, "Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything I wouldn't do." Six. Except that it's Jeff. It's don't do anything stupid because Dave locks Jeff on couches and Dave, uh, Dave and Jeff when they hang out do stupid stuff. Yeah. Now, would you do you think that you and I would go looking for a dead body? You no. Think, no, I, I think this is the exact opposite of what you and I would do. You think we'd walk twenty five miles somewhere to look at a dead body? I, look, this is like nineteen forty three or something. Didn't they say? I think it was like the sixties. I think the the I think it was in the sixties, but it took place twenty years earlier. No, I think it was in the eighties and it took place twenty years later. It's I, a yeah, it's a nineteen eighty six movie and it's, it tells the time of nineteen sixties. Nineteen sixties. All right. I I think the ways that kids entertain themselves in that era is very different than you and I playing our game boys. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a whole nother kind of generation. Mm hmm. At the same time, like if a rumor, if we, we heard, heard that somebody found a dead body, right? Like a bunch of the older kids have found a body. Mm hmm. You and I would have stayed the hell away from this. I'd be like, I don't want to watch a, I don't want to see a dead body. No, I don't either. <laughs> I still don't. Um, this is not something I would actively go out. Dude, this this movie though is intense from the start. All of it. Like they go, oh, this guy got stabbed. All right, and he goes to the treehouse. Yeah, my one of my childhood friends, his dad burned his ear with on the oven. Like, oh my gosh, this is like the Sandlot but dark. It is the Sandlot but dark. I felt so bad for all these kids yeah they all had their own issues they all had their own problems but something about that's what made them so relatable so important yeah right like everybody regardless of their age has gone through some stuff right this is this is what happens this is part of growing up this is what makes you who you are and that's why this story, this guy telling the story about his friend and them going to look for this body is really him realizing that his friend just got stabbed in a bar. Mm-hmm. And this is his friend who made him realize that how important he is as a person. I thought it was, I, th- I thought it was like a fast food restaurant. Was it a bar? I, uh, it's been a few weeks now. You probably remember this better than I would. Yeah. Uh, but it brought tempting to break up a fight in a restaurant. It's a right. restaurant. Okay, either way, this guy got stabbed, and it's 
it's not just about that guy, but it's about the fact that this this guy was his best friend and taught him, despite his dad neglecting him and his, his father looking down to him after his brother died, right? Like, yeah. There's this this important moment of this moment between these two boys is what makes him who he is today. Yeah. As an adult, as a grown up. And that's beautiful. That is beautiful storytelling. And I I will cut this movie all the slack for maybe not being so inventive with the camera. Maybe not yeah. doing anything extremely cinematography amazing. Right? But at the same time, made these iconic scenes that are seen today. As soon as I saw the kid with the blue striped shirt, I'm like, oh, this is the movie where they're walking on the train tracks. They're going to go look for a dead body. Like, I knew immediately. I'd never seen this movie until now. I didn't know that one. It, they've done they've done a lot of parodies of this. There's a Family Guy episode that I think of all the time. Really? Where, like, uh, Peter and all of them are kids, and they're walking on the train tracks. <laughs> With Quagmire, it's it's a stupid episode. <laughs> it sounds stupid already, but it but it is a parody. It is in a direct parody of this movie, mm-hmm. and so I knew that. Stand by me. I can't be. We're, sorry, where it had me reminded of uh, just my childhood. How close you are with your friends when you're a child, when you're a kid. Right. Think about like nowadays. You're just hung up on working and everything. When you're a kid, like every other day, you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah, and it, it it really does show that how important they are to you at that time in your life, mm-hmm. right? Your life revolves around your friends, and and you know his his father, the main character's father, looked down on him because these kids had issues, all of them. Uh, his father also looked down on him because he wasn't his brother, right? Because his father's a terrible, terrible person. Isn't that like an emo? It's emotionally terrible. Yeah, and I, oh, look, I and that this is me, and I think all of us have felt this way, whether it's true or not, right? Like this, obviously, this story is being told from the perspective of our main character, right? Yeah. Therefore, his father ignoring him, like, is that actually, you know, is that really the reality? It doesn't matter. Like his father is saying those things. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah, but I know when you're that age, like like you just tend to think the world's against you. Right. Maybe when you're fourteen, fifteen. Right. That's around that age. Yeah. So I, it, look, it, there may be pieces we're not seeing here. Now that I'm mm-hmm. not that I'm saying that is the case, but like this is how he felt, and therefore it's important. Mm-hmm. And that's why. God, I love this movie. This is, actually, I I didn't think I'd like the movie at the beginning, but I was like, oh man, this is actually a pretty good movie. Like this is really good. <laughs> How did did Candace watch this with you? Yeah. Okay. Rachel's never seen The Sandlot, I don't think. And if she has, Rachel. she's gonna come in this room in a second and be like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> that is the movie when we were kids, right?" I I agree, hundred percent agree. I think there's no movie that's more important than The Sandlot. That Stand By Me is the Sandlot of the 80s. Did the Sandlot come out in the 90s? I thought it came out the year we were born. I thought it came out in the 80s. Like, same time as this movie. That would be crazy. Can you imagine if you got out of the movie for Stand By Me and the Sandlot is playing? It's like you walk in like, hang on a second. 
We've got the yeah. two most. Oh, I was right. The Sandlot came out the year I was born in 93. Okay. So I was one year old. Oh, Whoa, how did I know that? <laughs> so, so what about the Goonies? I think the Goonies came out in 86. Uh, okay. Either way. There's oh, some... no. The Goonies came out in 85. Ah, that still counts. I'll give you that. <laughs> the, uh, so point... this movie came out a year after the Goonies. Okay. So I think around that time, coming of age movies were huge. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think they were hitting their major stride here. Like this is the moment where it, where it became. They were the superhero movies of the eighties and nineties. Kind of, kind of true. But I, I mean, call me crazy, but I don't think I don't think any movies hit this bar as well as this in the Sandlot, right? Like Spider Man: Far From Home. Sorry, Spider Man: Homecoming. Far From Home is out when people are listening to this. Homecoming is a coming-of-age story, right? Yep. Like, at its core, that is what it is based off of, and let's use this as this genre of the It even has period. coming in it. Right. This is, this is a better representation of what that means to grow up. Same way mm-hmm. that the Sandlot shows you these moments of, like, trying to kiss the lifeguard and getting sick on the thing. Like, those are silly moments, but they really do represent those feelings of like the stupid things you do while you're growing up. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that stupid. Maybe it's exaggerated. And this is film, right? Yeah. You might not go out to look for a dead body and stand by me. Right. But you, you had... might not look for treasure in the Goonies. Right. But you had this moment, right. In your life where you went on this emotional journey with your friends to discover mm-hmm. something. Yeah, that's basically what it is. It's not even the fact that they're seeing a dead body. It's that they're experiencing that journey with themselves, with each other. Right. If we really want to, we really want to dive here, right? We want to take yeah. a deep dive. The body doesn't matter. No, it, it plays a small role in like, like as the main. I mean, it plays a major role in the plot of the film. It's the reason the plot is, but like. The, it's just a concept of the dead body. And it's not really like, like at the end it was there, but no, other than that, not really. The point of the point of the journey is not the destination. It's the journey itself. Yeah. And that, and it's, it's told beautifully here. If you mm-hmm. have not seen stand by me, which I don't think we spoil anything here. No, I, I like, even though you understand, I mean, what can we say to spoil it? No, nothing I say, even if I were to tell you every little, like, here's why this character is emotionally developed in this way. That's not a spoiler. It's, it's this about... is like one of those rare movies where there can't be really any spoilers. Right, because you could watch this whole movie and you're going you're gonna to take away something on your own from it. And that's what makes it so special. Yeah. I love this movie. Go watch Stand By Me. I, I think it holds up incredibly well. Yeah, I, a lot of these movies sometimes don't. This one, this one does. This one will stand the test of time forever. Also, just a, well just... until kids aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> um, you say that like a joke, but it's kind of scary. Uh, 
last thing I want to say, something about movies that I had a a, a breakthrough realization, which yeah. I, I, I mean I knew this before this, but it it hit me hard when I watched this. The best way to tell a movie to tell a story is to just set it in a time period. Mm-hmm. Stop pretending like. Smart. Well, aren't all movies set in a no, time period? No, 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 no. Embrace the time period of which the story is being told. Yeah. Oh, this, oh well. Well, any any story that doesn't is doing a bad job of telling the story. No, and because and when you do that, you lend yourself to not holding up. Because this this is a story told in the eighties about the sixties, right? It mm-hmm. feels like a sixties period piece. Therefore, all the old cars and lack of cell phones and the fact that a bunch of eleven year old boys will walk twenty five <laughs> miles to go find Dude, a dead I, body. How did they walk twenty five miles there and back in like a day and a half? Jesus, I couldn't do that when I was a kid. They, yeah, that's like walking from Lakewood to my house, right? <laughs> it is exactly like that. Like that is a far walk. I'm like, I don't think they really care about. I mean, we're, dis- we're not going for realism necessarily here. This is meant to be a story, but like this idea, Jeff. Yeah. Right? If you set your story in a time, it will stand the test of time. Because people accept it for where it is in history. When you try to pretend like smartphones don't exist in a modern movie, it's weird. Yeah. And it's going to be weird in the future. So 25 miles. My house is 24 miles right now from where I grew up, at the house I grew up. Okay. 24 miles. <laughs> it's a long walk. <laughs> um, but it's not that – how did they do it in 15 minutes? They couldn't have gone across the entire base in 15 minutes. Where did they get all the gazelles? <laughs> There's the entire oh. population of gazelles that they were gonna run for that long. Do you remember? Do you remember where they were in the like where the scene where the kid got the food and drink while they were in the junkyard, and like for like like eighty cents he got like hamburgers, right, and like cokes. Yeah, so you know, like oh Jesus, I wish I could get that for eighty cents. I could find 80 cents on the ground at work. I could throw it out. It means nothing today. <laughs> You're right. I won't throw it out. I wrote my change. I had a lot of change. Rachel, I do have a lot, let's, I have a lot of change. Let's be fair. Rachel wrote my change. She's wonderful. Thank you for rolling the change while I was at work. Oh, man. Do you just pick up change at work and just keep it? Um, No. I usually find it, you know, like in the parking lot or on the way there it, anything under anything under five dollars i was told was the rule what's the, what's I, the I, largest I turn, I turn in anything i find over a dollar yeah so that i find what, you know like a nickel it's mine mine what's the largest the biggest journey we had when we were kids like i was trying to think about this while we were talking about this yeah um I don't know, Jeff. Do you got one? Like, I remember a particular day where I was stuck in the couch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a journey. Um, we used to just walk everywhere, Dave. Yeah, I do. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. There was a day I walked to Target from here, which is like five miles. That's not that far. No, 
I, what about uh, when we used to ride our bikes places? I did that too. I rode my bike to Target frequently. Why? Or remember Why when it... we saw that car accident? Yes. And we just drove. Away. We just rode away. Dude, I used to love riding my bike. I still love riding bikes. We should. We should do that, Jeff. Anyway, yeah. guys, thanks for watching the film Impact. This movie. This, this movie. Wait, well, really quick. This movie was impactful, Dave. Why do you think it was impactful? I like to ask this question every show. I know you do. I I think it's impactful because it brings up these feelings, these thoughts, these emotions. I think that saying that a movie that was made in the 80s can do that. I feel like it was the epitome of the coming of age movies. It is one of the pinnacles of the coming of age movies. It actually makes you feel sad. It actually makes you take a step back at the end of the movie. You're like, wait, that ex- that's exactly what happened to me when I was a kid. I had all these friends I talked to all the time. And then I grew up. Right. And I barely have those friends anymore. Right. That that's, that's, it you know, it's, it's really, it's really a rough feeling. Yeah. They tell you to savor it. I just watched um I just watched Billy Madison again, Jeff. Oh yeah, yeah. Cuz it's always a good movie. <laughs> when he goes back to the school, when he goes back to the elementary school after being in high school, and mm-hmm. the one kid says, "I can't wait to be in high school." And he grabs him by the face and he's like, "Listen to me. You cherish it. <laughs> you do not like there is something to be said about this, and everybody says this to their kids growing up. But people said it to me a thousand times when I was a kid. Enjoy this time of your life. If you're younger and you're watching this show, like, yeah, I, I think Stand by Me could almost portray that message. But no matter how many times you hear that, you don't believe it. But there will be a time yeah. where your life changes when you grow up, and it's scary, and it, and it, a lot of it changes for the better, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like you don't see your friends as often and you have bigger problems like random bills coming up for health care that you're not getting in the mail. Hi, government, who won't stop sending me this bill for four hundred and six dollars. I'll just say it here. What? (laughs) Anyway, because they can't figure out what they're doing. And they're the worst. And they Uh... they have records of my 12 phone calls. Hi. They can tell me, they can tell me that, but every time I call them, they tell me we got to send a a message to Central about this. We see you've called and mentioned this several times. Yeah, it'll take fifteen days for Central to respond. So, see again in thirty days when we mail you another letter because Central didn't respond. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching. This has been the film. I give this film a nine out of ten. I do too. Nine All right, out of awesome. Anyway, see you guys next week for another impactful film every Monday. If you guys want to watch along with us, get the next movies on the Film Impact page over at ForgetBeingCool.com. It's easy. Go to ForgetBeingCool.com, click the big Film Impact button, and you'll see our next three movies. People are confused about how to watch along with us, and then I send them the link, and they're like, oh, I could go to the website that you guys say every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, see you next week for another Film Impact. Bye. For more great discussions, hit that subscribe button or visit forgetbeingcool.com. Film Impact, we try films. <laughs>